Well, greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Bishop Harry Wood with Foundational Faith Ministry. We're so excited to be back with you with another podcast. I'm praying that the Lord is blessing you and you're seeing the benefits of his blessings today. We want to speak on prayer again today. I hope that all the episodes that we have done for some while on prayer uh, have been very helpful. Today, we want to talk about a thought about hindrances to prayer hindrances to prayer. And with that thought, let us look at the Word of God today. I know that we have been challenged with the model prayer several times in our lives as far as where we've uh, we've quoted it ourselves and we have made reference to it ourselves in our teachings and ministry. But today I want to go to the uh, sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. Also, we want to reference... Uh, where Jesus spoke also in Luke's gospel, chapter number 11. But as we go to Matthew's gospel, chapter number 6, we find the model prayer, as most of us uh, have heard it called the Lord's Prayer, but really it's the disciples' prayer. Let us look at that passage of Scripture again in Matthew chapter number 6. We want to start with verse number 9. After this manner there on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is Jesus is continuing to speak after he says amen. And he says a few things that I think that tie in with prayer uh, and, and we could go and study these things more in depth, but we want to touch on one today. Of course, he does talk about fasting, which is a, a, a way of uh, separating ourselves or devoting ourselves to a season of prayer and, and maybe with self-denial. And maybe we can uh, do something on fasting and prayer at another time. But I want us to focus on what Jesus said in uh, verse, <clears throat> excuse me, number 12, and also what he said in verse number 14. Let's go back to verse number 12. And it says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then in verse number 14, Jesus says, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Now, I spoke just a moment ago in our introduction today of, of greeting uh, that we're going to speak on hindrances to prayer. Now, what I'd like you to do is at least write these scriptures down if you're listening to this and not able to, uh, to go to the scriptures right now. I want to encourage you also to share these uh, teachings on prayer and other of our podcast teachings to, to friends subscribe. But let's get back to our thought today. In Luke's gospel, we find in Luke's gospel, and that would be the 11th chapter. Again, this is Jesus uh, speaking the model prayer. Now, I believe in this passage of scripture, Jesus gives a better clarification with the way that uh, Luke penned it, because in Matthew, he talks about debt. He talks about being a debtor, and we know that sin is a debt that we cannot pay, but we know that Jesus has paid it all. Praise God today that all would excite us today, that we know that Jesus has paid it all, 
And with that thought in mind, I want us to think about how that the passage of Scripture here in Luke's gospel is telling us how that there is a understanding of the word debt. Let's look at uh, Luke chapter 11 and verses 1 through 4. And of course, um, I'm not going to read the whole old verse of verse 1, but it says, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And so we understand that Jesus was being approached by his own disciples to learn how to pray. They had seen Jesus pray on many occasions. Verse number 2, it says, And he said unto them, when ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Let's go on or, or so in earth. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Now we won't look at verse number four, definitely. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, I want to say that I think that this is the nail that drives in the closing of the coffin, if you want to use that cliche. But what I want us to understand today, that there is some principles of that that are hindrances, and I am by no means probably going to exhaust all the possibilities, but I think I'm touching on the surface of those things that we could say that's point one, two, three, and four, and you can sub you can subpoint some things as you listen to this and maybe what the Holy Spirit would speak into your spirit that would line up with these different thoughts. First of all, I want to say uh, that as a believer, uh, as a believer, that I honestly believe that one of the greatest hindrances to prayer is because we lack that of discipline. We lack that of discipline. And actually, discipline is actually when we will take and condition ourselves to pray. And we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But let's go back and let's look at what's being said here in the two passages of Scripture that Jesus himself has spoke. Jesus is telling us, Definitely without forgiveness and without being forgiven or without forgiving others that our prayers are not heard. And that's a tragedy. How many of us as believers, we have a problem with forgiving others? How many of how many possibly that will hear this podcast or friend or, or a family member, they have not a relationship with Jesus Christ because they are a sinner. And sin is what separates us. Sin is what separates us from that of fellowship and communing with God. And I'm thinking in reference of how that sin separates is because we can go back to the very beginning in creation. We can look at Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve had such a wonderful place to live. They had a wonderful uh, fellowship with the Lord. They had a wonderful uh, place uh, that God was residing with them, coming and visiting and fellowshipping, communicating and communing with one another. And we understand that by Adam and Eve uh, not obeying God. And what is obedience? Obedience is that of the opposite of disobedience, of course, but disobedience is sin. Disobedience. Obedience is sin. 
And with that being said, Adam and Eve believed something else that was told them over what God said. God had their best. They were eating of the best. They were eating of that that was perfected. And yet they fell into the temptation and the sin. And then, of course, we know the rest of the story. Man became a sinner. Man was inherited thereafter with that of the sin nature. Every person that is birthed into this world is born a sinner. They are a sinner and they need this relationship reconciled with God. Today, how that is done, it starts with communication back with God. It, it starts with that of acknowledging that we are a sinner, that we ourselves cannot save ourselves. We ourselves cannot do anything to pay the debt of sin that we as being born a sinner, but also even as a sinner. Jesus has already paid that price. And when we acknowledge that, it brings us to another thought that I want to speak of today that I believe that's a major point of, of that of hindrance with that of prayer. Listen, let me, let me say this, going back to sin, even the sinner needs to talk to God. If they will confess their sin, he says, he, the scriptures tells us, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, what we need to understand is there's a difference in confession or calling upon the name of the Lord and repenting. Repenting is when we acknowledge what we've done and we've we've confessed it to God. We've told God that, yes, I agree with you, God. This is what, what the issue is. Yes, you're right. And then repentance is when we have a change of mind and we walk away from it. A lot of people have a 360 degree, three hundred and sixty degree scenario or uh, event that takes place in their life. But we need a hundred and eighty degree, and that's where we turn away from that, and we are changed. The Bible teaches that we are a new creation in Christ, and so therefore. When one will call out upon God, which is a realm of prayer, God will hear the sinner's prayer. God heard the penitent prayer of the publican that said, have mercy on me. And I want us to now look at the fact that prayer is escalated to that of results or prayer is nullated or actually uh, hindered through that of faithlessness. And what is faithlessness? It's improper actions. It is unbelief. Also, it can be the lack of knowledge that creates the lack of faith. And actually, faith, the lack of faith itself also is, a, uh, is an effect or a part or is disobedience. And so, therefore, we can see how tightly that actually sin and faithlessness can be. And that's what's crucial for the sinner to realize that they need to operate in the faith that God's gave them to call out to God. The believer needs to activate in, in, in the faith that they have, that they can trust God at what his word said, and we're obedient. The Bible said that Abraham staggered not at the promises of God. Abraham was human. Yes, Abraham made three major uh, situations in his life that were a mess. And one was with Hagar, the promise uh, the, uh, affecting the, 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 that of not going with the promise at first. And then two times lying about uh, his, his uh, actual 
uh, uh, relationship with uh, that of Sarah and calling her his sister only and, and deception. But there again, we understand the human nature, but yet overall, Abraham was a friend of God. Abraham wanted to obey God. He wanted to be faithful. We want to, we want to see how important it is that our actions become proper in activated faith. And somebody might say today, well, I need my faith increased. Well, really? Really? Let me say that one more time. Really? Do you need your faith increased? Maybe so. But right now, wherever you are, you need to act on what faith you had. Because as we grow spiritually in maturity and mature, uh, or even becoming a believer, we are going to grow in faith if we continue the walk. So that's important right there because a lot of times or a lot of times we're missing the opportunity to get accomplished or increase our relationship or our, our point of maturity with Christ because we're focusing on, well, our faith is not adequate. Well, I know that Jesus told the disciples one time, uh, you have no faith. I know another time, you little faith. But there again, we've all been given a measure of faith, and our faith will increase as we exercise our faith. So therefore, faith definitely, or faithlessness, can be a crucial hindrance to prayer. We come to God, begin to ask Him things, and we want to ask God to, to do things that He wants to do for us, but we're not activating that prayer other than just utterances of words because we're not coming in faith of what God said. And there again, there's the importance of the word of God and faith coming together as a combination of ingredient to get accomplished what God wants to do for us, for the sinner and also the believer. So faith is important. The word of God is what we have to put our faith in. And the Bible even says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. We are going to have proper faith when we have been fed and studied and kept the word of God. There's how our faith will grow and there's how we can act on our faith and there's how we will see the hindrances begin to fall like shackles and they will not bind us and we'll not see the heavens closed because God sees that we're acting on his word. My, 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 I hope you receive something with that. And then we also want to see how that forgiveness is a major hindrance. Now, Jesus here in these model two uh, places of prayer that are mentioned in Matthew's gospel, and Matthew says debt, and then we see that Luke gives us a better understanding of what even the word terminology of debt can be. It is sin. It is that that's disobedience. It's that that is the lack of, of faith. But there again, Jesus goes further with this and says that if we do not forgive those that have trespassed against us, that have sinned against us, that our Father can't forgive us. And, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and interject this real quickly. There is some people that need to forgive themselves. Listen, we are hindered because we don't forgive ourselves. We don't allow the forgiveness of God and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I know people today, and I've had to get grips with it, 
well, begin to ponder. And maybe it's even a thought of the enemy of what yesterday was or what you've done 20 years ago, something that might not have been uh, right. And, and the next thing you know, you're pondering that kind of stuff. You know what? God don't even know what we're talking about if we ask him to forgive us. And we're not walking in faith at that moment of his forgiveness and his reconciliation in our relationship. That's just that's just stinking thinking, and it's an attack and a work of the enemy to mindset us to get away from the operation of God's word and faith. Folks, let's grow up. Let's realize the voice of the enemy today. I know I'm repeating myself of some things that I have said in the past, but sometimes it's good to eat meatloaf on the, uh, a couple days later or a bowl of chili or, or whatever your favorite food is that's left over. It just seems like sometimes it's better seasoned, ain't it? All right, let's move on. Uh, forgiveness is actually unwillingness to confess and repent our sins. It can even be that, folks. Unwillingness to forgive others. We need to release them. Well, you don't know what they've done to me. Bless God, I ain't forgiven them. Listen, you're not going to be healed from the hurt until you release them. I'm not going to go into it today, but I had a major situation when I was in my early 30s that happened to me, I had someone that hurt me very deeply. And they, they were believers. They were believers, and today they're serving God. But you know what? I found myself on my face before God, and I asked God if there's anything. I said, God, turn the searchlight on me. And then I said, God, I release them. I forgive them, whether I ever get the opportunity to speak to them. And it was that kind of situation that I didn't know that if I'd ever get to speak to them, I don't even think they wanted to talk to me. But you know, about uh, 30 years passed, almost 30 years passed, and I ran into these people. We spoke, and then one of them even spoke up and began to tear up and ask for forgiveness. I looked at them and I said, that's been gone a long time ago. And I prayed God's blessing on them. Uh, I asked God's blessings on their ministry 30 years ago uh, of the time of this uh, podcast relating to that. Folks, healing comes to us. Our relationship with God grows when we can forgive others. What if God didn't forgive us? I'm going to tell you what, some of us, and I don't even want to think about it because, see, don't give place to the enemy, but some of us, we've been some stinking places. Some of us, God brought us out of some gutters. God brought us out of some side ditches. God brought some of us out of places that, except for the grace of God, we'd probably be in hell or jail. One or the other, some people. But listen, I'm going to tell you what, what if God didn't want to forgive us? But thank God when he forgives us, he casts it into the sea of forgiveness, uh, of forgetfulness, as one said. Actually, what he does, he casts it as far as the east is from the west. Glory to God. It can't be found. Listen, today, we need to release people. We need to forgive them. Before I leave today, I, I want to bring one more scripture up. And this is in Matthew's gospel, chapter number 18. Matthew's gospel, chapter number 18. And this passage of scripture definitely, I believe, is talking to believers. It's talking to believers. It's talking about our relationship with others. And also it's talking about when things escalate. You know, they should never escalate to this, especially if we're believers. I want you to look with me to Matthew's gospel, chapter 18 and verse number 15. Uh, and I may read a scripture after that. I'm not sure. But anyway, if you can't uh, turn there right now, I hope you'll make a mental thought or write that down. 
It says in verse number 15 of the 18th chapter of the Matthew, it says, Moreover, if thy brother, see now that's talking about believers, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. How many of us know, and maybe we're guilty ourselves, we didn't go and share with them from a heart of love to help them or to reconcile or to make a uh, a spirit of reconciliation to help their growth. And maybe there's a misunderstanding on our side. We didn't go in the love of God to, to nip this thing in the bud, as one said. I mean, to get to the core of this and get it taken care of. But we found ourselves out, we can go talk to somebody else about it. Do you know what brother so-and-so did? I mean, we even called him brother. Do you realize what brother so-and-so, the next thing you know what we've done, we've started a gossip session. Well, and sometimes we do it in the in the mode of, hey, I need you to pray with me about brother so-and-so. Listen, I'm going to tell you what, until we've dealt with it with brother so-and-so or sister somebody, we may not even need to open our mouth except to God. That's probably the best thing we could do is open not our mouth except to God. And in so doing, we need to realize today how that if there has been one that has done wrong or we feel that we've been done wrong, we need to communicate in the right spirit. But listen to what listen to what Matthew goes on. And actually, Jesus is speaking here. This is Jesus telling us what to do about the matter. And we're talking about believers here. He says here in verse number uh, 16, But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is escalating. This is getting deep. And I'm thinking on the surface, there is times that we don't need to uh, we don't need to focus to escalate things that don't need to be escalated either. Sometimes we need to just let people be people. We need to pray for them and leave some things alone. But there is some things that need to be they need to be uh, spoken to. They need to be dealt with. And then we, if they will, if they will not receive it, or there needs to be someone else that hears the situation. That's what Jesus is saying. That can be beneficial to this. And they will not. It sounds like to me that we've got things escalating or is there really issues that this person is operating in a spirit of, of confusion, operating in a spirit of strife, uh, and, and they're supposed to be a brother. Then it goes on to the extremity, which, folks, I'm believing we're talking about something that's getting deep, that's sinful. Uh, I mean, not just something where somebody might have said something we misunderstood. I mean, we're talking about some things, deep things. We're talking about not, not, not just little petty things that we can get so, so strifed out about. Well, bless God, they didn't smile at me. Listen, I'm just going to go ahead and be, I'm going to go ahead and just be open with you. I pastored a church one time. And, you know, uh, well, not one time, but I've I pastored five churches of this podcast. And, you know, we had a glorious service one Sunday morning. I mean, the Spirit of God was there moving, and, and people were in the altar. We were praying with people, and we had this dear uh, lady that got up and sang. And, I mean, she was under the anointing of God. And during the service, everything was just marvelous, had a wonderful service. And about three o'clock in the afternoon, this was our morning service, three o'clock in the afternoon, I get a telephone call and it's from this sister that had been singing. 
Well, pastor, I just don't understand why sister somebody looked at me the way she looked at me while I was singing. And I thought for a moment, and I said, sister, do you realize the service that we had this morning? Why are you letting things that you saw or expressions on people's face when the anointing of God was on you and you were singing under the anointing and people were being ministered to? And then all of a sudden, I looked at her. Well, I didn't look at her. I was on the telephone with her. I said, sister, I said, I'm going to give you a bit of information that's none of your business. And I did it as pastoral instruction and pastoral care. But I said, I'm going to give you a bit of information that's really none of your business. But I said, this dear sister, for your information, I said, was in a car accident many years ago. And you didn't know that. But I said they had to reconstruct part of her jaw. And at times she has told me, and I've seen that look, that a pain or, or, or she has to move her, her mouth. And I said, that's what you saw. I said, don't judge everything. Don't judge everything. But you know what? I'm glad she did bring it to my attention. If it was helpful for her, I never heard no more. I believe that resolved the matter. But there again, we can make... We can make mountains out of molehills, as the cliche says, if we're not careful. But when we get into something that's escalating, Jesus even told them, he said, if they neglect to hear them talking about the person and then even the, the two or three witnesses, and this is even going back to how the law would carry out, that there would be more than one, there would be two or three. And it says, if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man or a publican. Now, folks, that's getting pretty deep. We're talking about somebody that's got some major issues that's walked away. Or if we're not careful, let's don't make issues that are not there. Let me go back to my point because I've went a little further than what I meant to do with this. Forgiveness is a major key of that of our prayer life. If we cannot accept the forgiveness of God ourselves and act in faith that what we have trusted God with, of that that we have confessed ourselves, we are having a hindrance in our relationship with God. If we cannot forgive others, we are causing a hindrance not only in relationship with other people, but also we are causing a hindrance in our communication and our relationship with Jesus Christ and the benefit of what his word says we can have. Folks, what I'm teaching you today is grow up stuff. This is grow up stuff. It's, it's more than just going to Sunday school. This is grow up stuff. This is stuff that we're going to grow up and we're going to be believers and we're going to be committed and we're going to be prayer warriors. We're going to be we're going to be moving from that of these hindrances to really what I think can be a real major problem is neglect. We just neglect to pray. We neglect to pray and some of these issues that I have talked about could be part of the reason that we neglect to pray. We neglect to pray. Listen, I'm going to say today the Bible teaches us in the book of Psalms, chapter 55, in verse number 17, 
The psalmist says to pray morning, evening, and at noon, or evening, morning, and at noon. Listen, we need to stay in an atmosphere or an attitude of prayer. No, we don't. We can't, and we don't stay on our knees constantly. But the Bible says in First Thessalonians chapter five and verse seventeen to pray without ceasing. You know what that word there means? Actually, praying without ceasing is talking about uninterrupted. And we don't get to the place that we are omission. And omission is actually the action of including or leaving uh, someone or something out. It can be a failure to do something, especially something that one has a moral or legal obligation to do. Now, I'm going to push a button here. I'm going to push a button. I want to say that when we become a believer Listen, I believe we have a moral obligation in our in our walk of righteousness to talk to God. Then I believe that there is the fact that we're the king's kids and we can come into the presence of God. We can come into the very throne room. And Esther, she had to approach the king and the king had to lower the, the scepter. Let me tell you, the scepter's already been lowered. He said to come boldly into the throne room of God. We have an opportunity today from a legal perspective. The king has invited us in to the very throne room. Let's don't make omission of that, of the place that we can have with God. Oh, let's not, let's not forget that we can be in the atmosphere of attitude of prayer no matter if we're on the job, if we're on the street, if we're shopping, whatever we're doing, stay in an atmosphere and attitude of prayer that we do not become neglective. But I'm going to say this. Also, what's important today is the fact of this point of, of something that's uninterrupted un, un, un and becomes an omission. We need set times. We need a place that we can go and pray. I love walking down through the trails of, of some property that's near my home. And the dog's with me at times. She gets lazy and don't want to walk. So that's one of the areas. But listen, you may be able to drive down the road. You may find it even comfortable with your job or whatever. Set those times. As the psalmist even said, evening and morning at noon. And from a Jewish perspective, the day starts in the evening. They started, they started the day with prayer. He said evening and morning. By the time there was morning and even at noon. Listen, he's saying keep a structure. Keep that that does not bring us ever in to that of neglect. I hope this has been a hope. I hope this has been a help to you today. I know it's challenged me because even some of the things that I have said have spoke back to me today that I want to make sure. Oh, sure, all of us have failed at prayer. Oh, sure, all of us have at times not operated in faith. Oh, sure, maybe some of us come and we were more concerned about brother somebody and sister so-and-so that had done us wrong, and we want to pray, and we want to really just pray fire down like those, uh, like uh, John and James did. No, we need to pray God's mercy on us, and we need to pray God's mercy on them. Listen, I just want to close with this thought today, that God loves you, and God wants to communicate with you, and when you open his word, he's communicating with you. And he wants to hear you just come in agreement with what he says. Today, I just want you to come to the place that you do not allow 
anything to hinder your prayer life and, and hinder you from receiving what God has for you. I want to challenge you today just to stop what you're doing and find a time in the next few minutes or right now to pray. I'm going to pray before we close. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come and we just pray right now that you would just minister to those of the podcast family of Foundational Faith. I'm believing that their faith has been, uh, been right now excited. Their faith has been charged, Lord, to operate in the faith that they have. Lord, I pray where places of forgiveness need to take place, right now it's beginning to happen. Lord, I believe in God that even someone's calling out right now and saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I, I repent. I am a sinner, and I trust you with my salvation right now. I believe there's somebody today that's saying, Lord, just let me not, let me not fail to communicate with you daily and spend time with you. Lord, bless our podcast family, Foundational Faith. And I just pray today that you'll just lift them up and let them feel your holy presence today. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We'll be back soon with another podcast. And we're looking at a thought about going and looking at Psalms 119 as our prayer book or as a prayer book. But until then, we want to encourage you, if you have not subscribed to Foundational Faith, subscribe so that you'll know when the next podcast, if you have not listened to all of our library, go back and listen to our library. Maybe there was a podcast that got your attention and you want to go back and listen to it or to again. Maybe you want to use these uh, podcasts with a group of people. You're more than welcome to do that and make a Bible study from uh, what we've done. God bless you. If you need to contact us, you can contact us at Foundational Faith Ministry 2020 at gmail.com. Also, you can reach me on Facebook. Also, there's a Foundational Faith uh, group and a Foundational Faith page on Facebook. God bless you, and you have a wonderful Jesus-filled day.